1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today. We're
0: gonna have a good day.
2: Mornings are hard. Your sports radio show doesn't have to be. I'm so happy you guys are still alive. I
3: am excited. I am so happy.
2: Laugh and learn every morning aboard the mothership.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Have a good day.
1: It's going to be a good
2: day with D.A. Hey, Doc.
4: I do love the Doc.
2: Happy being alive day. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Have
5: a good day. We're going to have a good day. We're going to have a stupendous day. We're going to have a wonderful day. It's a happy Monday to you. It's Mraz and Bogish. Together here with you, Sirius XM 158, all of our wonderful affiliates, free on that Odyssey app download. Remember, you go back and rewind. The whole show is podcastable. E.J. Stewart, Carlos with a producing shift. On the other side, our new intern, Brooke, who maybe next hour we'll get to know a little bit here, Bogues, uh, because, you know, when Pete comes back, she's going to be completely broken, not know what to do
4: and feel like this is not the right industry for her. Maybe we shouldn't spook her with all the Pete... Yeah, we'll concerns. tell her about that later. I yeah. mean, she'll realize them immediately yeah. when No, he's, he's not a
5: bad guy, and it's certainly not that, but you're just going to be like, what is going on? <laughs> what is going on? What? Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, Canadian bacon
4: is coming up. and Well, maybe she'll know what's going on when she hears Canadian bacon in 18 minutes. But see, we, we've had this conversation before, but it reminds me of it again now. Like, there needs to be some kind of handbook, textbook. Yeah. Because you can't just walk into this show. Like, we've already overwhelmed her with inside jokes in 62 minutes of yeah, show. Yeah, for sure. Like, there needs to be some kind of training course so you understand yeah. what we're talking about. What's Canadian bacon? Who's Pete? Right. <laughs> who's Pete? I love that question. <laughs> who's Pete? What's Pete? Right. Maybe
5: that should be the poll question today. Do you know who Pete is? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on man. But The problem is if that's an overwhelming <laughs> no, we'll never Once hear the inter- Pete. Right. <laughs> oh, that's good too Pete, fun. bad Pete. Good Pete, bad Pete. Don't, <laughs> don't put that, don't put that up. Carlos, we're going to a different one.
1: Can we clarify I am not a shy guy.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and here's the other thing. We almost and this is his fear between this the drops and the system he set up, we kind of don't need Pete anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like the actual Pete probably could just stay home and do schedules. He, he's become
5: self checkout.
4: <laughs> he really has. He's like it's like the original AI. Like <laughs> we have Pete's voice and a and a proper response to every possible scenario. And now yeah. we know what the tuba is saved as in the system, so we're good. Yeah. We don't no need doubt, him anymore. No doubt what? about it.
5: Yeah, he's not going to like that. Nope, not even a little bit. Uh, By the way, for those wondering, we did find the tuba. If you're wondering what we're talking about with Pete, it was not labeled as, you know, tuba. It was labeled as (laughs) what? Bad joke? Bad joke. Come on. This is what
2: we're talking about. He's a mad scientist. He knows exactly what he's doing.
4: Why wouldn't you think a bad joke? Right. So on one hand, it makes sense. But on the other, if you're not Pete and you're looking for it, you would have never landed on that.
5: Right. And that is the that is what we're talking about. Because you're thinking about what the sound effect is, not why you would use it. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the methodologies of Pete the Body. So there you have it. So maybe Frankie Tuba will be back.
4: Morty. His name is Morty. <laughs> Mort- there he is.
5: Morty D'Souza. All right. You know who needed a Tuba last night? The Denver Nuggets? Thank you, Bogues. He said it. is the final. How about this play? We're watching it right now. Jamal Murray actually gets a decent look. It hits the rim. Uh, That would have been fun to have a little overtime last night. We don't get it. But Denver ends up losing a game on home court, which I think is more important than the actual loss, if that makes sense. Hear me out. We heard how long about the thin air, about the exhaustion of the seven-game series from Miami uh, and Boston. The fact that the Heat now went on the road to a place that's been tough for all these opponents to play, and we talked about that stat since the Nuggets have come into the NBA, they have five by far the highest win percentage. To now go to South Beach, back having stolen a game, I don't think a lot of people outside of Miami thought that that definitely would have happened. I remember last, last night. Remember, I mean, it happened last night. Nuggets were eight and a half point favorites. I mean, losing a game at home, I think is an enormous deal. Miami could have made this a series and won both games in Miami. And we could have head back to Denver two, two. They still could do that and head back to Denver three, one. I don't think that'll happen. I think, you know, I think the outlier is that Denver probably still wins the series in six games, but I, I think that people like me need to calm down and stop throwing cold water. Last night, man, it was just a reminder. We might have crowned Denver a little too early, Bogus. We we
4: just might have. To lose a game like that on home court. Yeah, I mean, although we were flirting with, you know, five or six games at the end of, as game one was tipping off. So, somewhere along the way, the Heat were going to win a game, and here they yeah. are winning this one. And if and if they split now in Miami, they go back to Denver 2-2, which was not out of the realm of possibility. You just thought that it would have been two home wins and then two home wins to get us to 2 all. But this is, you're right. I mean, we should have known better. We should have known better on Friday morning, not to get too carried away. But everything that, almost everything that happened in game one, fed into all of the pre series breakdown of why Denver would win. That was the way it was supposed to look. It looked that way. So you can understand why people like us and almost everybody outside of Miami, as you said, thought this was the beginning of a Denver coronation. And the heat, I mean, that game last night, I also thought, you know, they start well, that's to be expected, but when Denver goes on, what I think ended up being like a 40 to 14 extended run, like, I thought that was it. It was incredible. The place is going nuts, they're knocking down threes, they're back so in control. It was quick, too. Right. Those couple Denver spurts, both
5: at the end of the first, or beginning of the second quarter, and then whatever happened when they built that lead the again. The end, end of the third. End of the third. I remember, and honestly, there was also a point where Jamal Murray hit a couple of threes, and in the fourth, it went from, like, a 12-point Miami lead to a six. Denver's answers are so quick. I'm looking at texting with friends because I'm watching the game by myself, and you look up, you're like, wait a minute. How did that just happen?
4: Right, and I thought when they did it in the second quarter, like, that was the game. Like, that was okay. Miami was cute. They had a good start, and Denver handled it, and now this will feel like the way game one felt where maybe they'll get back in it a little bit, and Denver will pull away again, and then they'll win by like ten or twelve points, and they got up by as many as fifteen. Yeah, it's still eight going into the fourth, and then Denver no showed basically in the fourth quarter, which is why Michael Malone was so angry to begin the morning in in the cold open. And again, we can you can debate the actual word that was missing last night: effort, discipline, whatever. Yeah. But I don't s- think it was effort. I but think something effort was, was effort. right. But something. But I mean, I guess it can be effort in the fact that if you're not trying to do what you were told to do. That like they were trying to play defense, but they were playing defense in the wrong way. Yeah, they're not switching, or they were switching off the wrong guy. Like you know, so like that that does boil down to effort. So I agree that things didn't look right, and I I would have to
5: go back through a rewatch and tape. I didn't feel as if, and I know the switches would be a part of it. Oh, suddenly every three or those Gabe Vincent buckets, or even when Duncan it didn't feel like they were
4: completely uncontested. Some of, them, some of them were, though. And those are the shots that didn't yeah. go in in game one. They went that in went last in. night. Right. And by the way, it should be noted, too,
5: Caleb Martin played that game sick. And he finally he had a big three towards the end, I yeah. believe. He finally got on the board, but that was he was unhealthy. even healthy. Uh, and we're going to get to this next hour, too. Tyler Hero, if you listen to Jared Greenberg, too, he uh, practiced completely in full. He's expected back for game three. You know How much does he support? Well, Miami getting a little healthier here. Here's what I don't know, and this is more down the scientific medical mm. factor. So they the Heat flew from Boston to Denver immediately last Sunday night. Correct. All right, so now think, basically they've been in Denver for, last night would have been they've been in Denver for a week. Yeah. And it certainly didn't look like, the thin air was an issue. The breeze. I mean, when you come off to that fast a start. I think, was it Monday night that they played game seven?
4: Oh, you're right. So it was a little less than a week. Memorial Day. Yeah. You had me
5: thrown off that that was a so Sunday. it was like
4: five and a half days right. in Denver. Close enough to a week. Yes. Now, they come back
5: Wednesday. No, I'm sorry. What the heck did it? Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. Are in Miami. Um, And the NBA changed years ago now, and they come back to Denver for game five. It's no more 2-3-2, two, two, right? It's going to take me forever. It's like Jody Mack calling it the Pack 8 still. It's going to take me forever to get used to the fact that that happened. Um, which is the way it should be. So you're talking about now another week until we're back in Denver for a Game 5. it yeah. next Monday night, right? We don't have a Saturday or Sunday game, correct? Uh, I was actually pulling it up right now to just confirm. I believe it goes Monday, Thursday, Sunday to close the you're series. You're right. Okay. So no Saturday. You have your whole weekend clear next mm-hmm. weekend of NBA basketball except for Friday night. So that means we have a week until we're back in Denver. When they come back to Denver... Or do their lungs again have to readjust? Or since they were just there so
4: recently, is it fine? I actually don't know the answer to that question. Uh, from what I read last week, you don't necessarily keep the acclimation. But the Nuggets lose it as well. So they both come back. And okay. they both – now, I don't know if the Nuggets are better at getting acclimated. But that's acclimated, what I was going to say. But I think, it, I think every time you go back there, you have to get used to it again.
5: Because – if the Nuggets do all-time have the, the highest or the difference between win percentage at home and on the road, wouldn't that tell
4: you that you kind of, like, are always used to it? Well, so I think it's got to help that you're there. Like, I, it's got... It, it, every time you flew back from a road trip, then you'd be in trouble, wouldn't you? Right, and maybe those are the games they lost, and maybe more often than not, they're waiting at home for teams to show up okay. through home stands. Um, so, but I mean, I, I would think there has to be some benefit to being the Denver team, but some of it does go away. So some of the advantage has to wane because when I, the, the breakdown I read was that game one was the issue, right? Game one is the one which we figured by game two last night, they should have been perfectly fine and they were perfectly fine last night so I and mean, they lose a little this week and then they'll go back and then they'll go back again, maybe to Miami yeah. and then maybe back to Denver and they're all a mess.
5: I got to think that somewhere along the line you get used to it enough that it's not that big a factor.
4: Yes, it's, it's definitely less of a factor. Game one was the time where yeah. it should really have hurt you. I'm just saying, for Miami now to win that game,
5: like is it a bigger deal for Miami to win both at home? Not just to have a 3-1 lead, but because they're going to have trouble breathing again on those quick turnarounds for game
4: five and seven. I From everything that I read going into game one and even after game one, the concern drops pretty significantly after the initial time there. And Denver has to also get reacclimated as well, so that in the other direction kind of levels the playing field too. This whole thing is so stupid.
5: Um, you want a Elevation? Hot... Yeah, you want a hot take? If it's that big a deal, we're affecting sporting events. You shouldn't have sporting teams in Denver.
4: Yeah? I thought you were going to tell me you should level Denver and start from sea level. No, we can't do that. The mountains are beautiful. I'm, you know what? I don't know what you know is possible or not. So. You think I don't know sea level? Come on. No, no, you explained it so beautifully last week, but I thought you were going to suggest somehow bringing it down in Denver. You can't bring it down. Oh, thank you. Come on. And Mexico City's even higher than that, why so it's ridiculous know. when
5: playing football games. Then. I know.
4: The Air Force Academy's
5: high up in the air. That's why they have the Air Force up there. Easier to take off because you're already high up is in the air. Is that why it's there? It's that's closer right. to the sky? That's right. I wouldn't have figured that. That's right. See,
4: you do know things. Thank
5: you. 855 212. 4227,
4: the number is 855-2124-CBS. Also,
5: mm. Adam Silver yesterday, pregame, was asked by, I guess, the Turner crew on NBA TV. That must have been, because I don't think TNT... It's a
4: weird, like, mix of NBA TV and Turner people, I think.
5: Right. But Barkley, you know,
4: they're still on site. Yeah. So
5: Barkley asked Adam Silver about the play tour. What is the deal? And... I have been anti-play tournament when I've heard of it. A, As not, you should be. I'm not a European soccer fan, so let me just get that out of the way. Where, like, anybody who's been pro this tournament has talked about, well, they do it in soccer, do it in soccer. But the idea, I I thought, was that it would be A, financially appeasing to players to do, and B... It would provide some sort of, like, lock to make the Like, if you won that tournament, you'd automatically qualify for the playoffs, which maybe it still will. Uh, but Adam Silver kind of s- stammered around yesterday. Uh, and I didn't ask the guys for the audio, so I'm, I, I'm not going to play it here. But he said basically that it's going to take a few years for people to get used to, but it is going to follow the European soccer method. And the idea is the regular season, and this is I as close to a quote as you're going to get, The regular season is so long for fans that rather than just have the fans sit and the team sit and play for the Larry O'Brien trophy, this offers a second championship each fan base can get behind. And he said this with a straight face. Yeah. With all due respect to fans of soccer in France and England and Spain. Okay? Throw Italy in there, too. Throw Italy in there. With all due respect... They grew up with these, you know, they kind of break away from their seasons and do this. American sports are different. You know what else they don't do? Play NFL football in England. Like, we just, we're different. We've grown up different. I'm sorry. If, I'm a Brooklyn Nets fan. EJ's a Knicks fan. What, what is, is Carlos anything? Does he like anything? I'm a Bulls fan. You're a Bulls fan. That's right. Okay. Bogus is like a pseudo-Nets Joe Inglis fan. All right? Yeah. Wherever Joe Inglis plays and the Nets. Let's all be honest here. And EJ hosts a Knicks podcast, so he could give some thought to I have never seen my team win an NBA championship. I've seen them play in a couple finals. EJ, same deal. You're close enough in age. You've seen the Knicks play in a couple finals. Never win an NBA championship. Bogues, same deal. Never win an NBA championship. Carlos, uh, you're a Bulls fan. Great. Okay, you saw championships when you were I younger. The Bulls growing I saw up too six. A, yeah, I saw six, too. Okay. If we get into these play-in tournaments or the mid-season tournaments, Okay. And they also count as regular season wins, by the way. He made sure to say they will count towards the standings. And your team is lucky enough, I guess, to win. Because they're going to go to a neutral site for the final four of these tournaments, too. There's another thing he said. And you win some kind of mid-season fake tournament that becomes a thing every year at a neutral site. Do you have a parade with it? Do you are you going to buy <laughs> T-shirts at Dick's Sporting Goods about it? Honestly, as American sports fans, is Adam Silver serious? Yeah. Yes, and that's like, the problem. Like, if, if the Nets win one of those championships, and I'm high-fiving buddies, and I'm hugging in February because we just won the midseason tournament, and that, like, went viral, we would be laughed at even more so than me sweeping a bar at a broom. Yeah. That's not a real... Why would fan bases think
4: that's a real championship? Why does Adam Silver think we'd think that?
5: Because European soccer views it that way?
4: I I don't think he thinks that. I think that's what his story is because he can't say, we want to get more money out of ESPN and Turner and everybody else. Oh, man. So they have to have 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 a front-facing story that makes it sound like it's for basketball. Okay,
5: so let's just, before I even ask them about whether they would treat it that way, let's just take it a step further. Those games count as regular season games as well in the standings. Am I more likely to watch a a, team, a game my team is playing in the regular season because it has, like, this fake meaning attached? My answer would be no. I'm not going to – like, I watch a lot of my team's games in the regular season, all my sports. Football, I never miss a game because it's 17. Right. If I have something going on family-wise, some kind of party, or my wife wants to go out to dinner, I'm not going to say, hey, honey, sorry, the Nets are playing the Knicks in Dayton. This yeah. is
4: a big deal. And I can't imagine most of America thinks that. No, it's not. So the WNBA already does it. They call it the Commissioner's Cup. And it's it's regular season games. When you you turn it on, like, they'll just be a little graphic. It'll say, like, Commissioner's Cup game on the score bugs. You know that has a little extra value. And then they crown a winner. But that matters because they win money. And we know they don't get paid well for the WNBA. So that matters, the extra check. So that I get. This is about getting more money into the NBA. And what I don't understand is because he keeps making the soccer comparison and I know English soccer better than anybody else but up until the very end of these other tournaments like you play your B team or like half right. a good lineup because you play in the EPL you play your your real Premier League games on the weekend and then during the week is where you play an FA Cup game whatever and a lot of times your number 2 goalie plays that game and you play some good guys but the other the bench guys get into those games because a, the competition's down. B, you can't exhaust yeah. guys because the more important game is on Saturday or Sunday. So I just – the the comparison falls short in a lot of ways from Adam Silver here, and it's just – it's never going to be like a buy-in here. Now, I didn't like the play-in, and the play-in has been better than I thought. This, I still don't like this it. This in-season thing, if people are going to – like, I'm going to be – We're pay... also ready for the playoffs to play in, though, too, so it helps. Uh, yeah, but like – Am I going to care before we get to the final like the championship game? Absolutely not. When we get there, that one night I may watch it more than I would have normally watched a regular NBA uh, I, game, but like but I'm not like you just said I'm not dialing into a random Bulls Pacers well, game because it's round 1 of the Commissioner's when, Trophy. And when are you doing it? You're doing it early to make people care before Christmas or around Christmas. Well, that's
5: what I was going to say. We're we're in a world where football's on almost every night. Yeah. All right, and then even if you did it post football, you have the
4: All Star game almost immediately that you've done your whole weekend for, no, and then you get supposed, to March Madness. It's supposed to be early, as far as I know.
5: How could you do this during football and care?
4: Sorry, sorry. This is, but this is what everybody says, right? Don't start in the NBA till Christmas. Well, here's a reason to pay attention before then is because we're doing I, this nonsense. made up trophy. EJ, you you're, I mean, as big a basketball junkie, around You host the
6: podcast. You'd be way into this. I love the in-season tournament idea. Oh, I do. The man, only thing I don't, The, only the I Knicks don't aren't like going to win it. that either, EJ. The <laughs> only thing I don't like about it is that there's no value in guards. Maybe you get a lottery pick or maybe you get a playoff spot. Okay, like, There should be something there, and I think that they will eventually get there, which is why I'm not freaking out yet. I'd be more okay if you're playing for some kind of lottery pick for the franchise. I think that an extra lottery pick should be given to the team that wins. I'd be, I, wow. I would be
5: more okay with that. Uh, because also, I would think the team that wins probably is going to make the playoffs anyway. So I don't see the value in making the playoffs. But come on, man, if the Knicks win
6: and they get it's not whatever, about the... the Knicks winning is much for me. It's it's.
5: Well, forget I... being a basketball fan. You're a Knicks fan. Yeah. He's saying the fans should have another championship struggle. Would you celebrate I mean, that? It'd be
6: whatever. It'd be cool. It's not something I would go crazy over. I'd be like, okay, cool. We won the play in to- like won the in season tournament. Like to me, so I love college basketball. I know you guys love college basketball too. Yeah. Like I love the Maui Invitational. I love the preseason NIT. Like, I like those early season It's a little different. It's so like, why, what's different about well,
4: it? Well, what's different is, like, those are matchups that you don't normally yes. see. And in the soccer tournaments, the beauty of those tournaments is that all along the way, you can get matches that you don't normally exactly. get. Because, like, the FA Cup in England, like, every English professional club is in that. Like, there was a time last year, I'm, like, half a Tottenham fan. They played a game at, like, a double-A yeah. stadium where you people like were houses along one side watching. I can't remember the team's name, but like that's the beauty of that tournament is the Yank. If you do it in baseball, imagine the Yankees playing like Double A Altoona yeah. against that team. Like you're not gonna get that in the NBA. I'm not gonna get the main Blue Claws at right. the LA Lakers, yeah. and maybe the Blue Claws win, and they're moving on. Like, right. that's not where that, this is you know, the Right.
6: The has, like, usually top 10, top 15 teams well, that usually end
4: up playing in the NCAA tournament
5: anyway. Yeah, but you don't see Gonzaga, Michigan State during the regular season unless it's in that tournament.
4: Yeah, and, and it's early in the season, and it's fun. Like, I don't need another Pacers-Bulls game.
5: Well, and that's it, too. That also starts, the for the most part, starts you on college basketball is a lot of those tournaments. Right. I think that's the idea
6: for the in-season tournament with the NBA,
5: too. Well, if it's the in-season tournament, you're telling me I'm tipping off the NBA with a tournament on April 2nd, and that's how the season starts.
6: October 2nd.
5: October 2nd. I think that's better than...
6: I mean, it's supposed to be early in the season. So, like, I don't know if it's the first week, but it's, like, I think it's supposed to be the first month of the season. I I, I just... I can't, I can't Also, get I it. just feel like there will be other teams, like... I, I kind of understand what he's saying. Not that they'll celebrate a championship, but I do think that if you're, like, I don't know the Portland Trailblazers, and you win, like, three three games in this thing, which all these teams win three or four games randomly in the regular season. Right. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in the semifinals of the – of and playing in Las Vegas. I think that they would care. I think they'd be, oh, oh. this is cool. We're not going to the playoffs. We're tanky anyway. Hey, maybe we could win something here.
5: What well, you can't have happen, EJ, is you win this, and you hang a banner in your your arena. Oh, oh.
6: I agree with that. I agree with that. But I but I think Adam Silver thinks that that's going to be a thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't totally agree with Adam Silver. Do I like the in-season tournament idea? Yes, I've liked it since he first thought about it.
5: Wow. All right. So, may, I mean, may, this is the poll question today: Will you actually care about an NBA in-season tournament? Yes or no? Carlos, are you going to care? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. I mean, to be fair, I don't think Carlos cares about much of anything mm. in life. But so maybe he's the wrong person. That's very
2: true.
4: But that's your poll question. Is he? Maybe, maybe we're wrong, Bogush. Maybe we're old men. Can I rephrase the question for a second? You tell me what you feel like. There's a better better idea. Pause, Carlos. Just just spitballing here. What makes more sense, Pete or the NBA's in-season tournament?
5: I think we should go with the original one. Okay. People, man, yeah. Okay. okay. Dang, to- I kind of like what Bogus is going <laughs> here. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We good? We're good. We're good. All right, we come back... Let's be frank. are you begging for bacon? Because it's next, the DA show on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. The sizzle of the best goals. Sing us a song. You're the overtime ending man. The saltiness of the best game. we're having a good
2: the nightly action of the Stanley
1: Cup playoffs.
3: That's a hockey, you know, it's only, it's only game. Why do you
2: have to be mad? He's a good guy. It's your morning serving of Canadian bacon. Only on the DA Show.
5: We are winding down the bacons, Bogues. The end is almost here of this two-month stretch. The Stanley Cup final got underway on Saturday night. And I can also confirm, unlike last year, there will be no on-site Canadian bacon at Bob's Bar because there will be no game Mm. the night before. Potentially just an NBA Finals game, which, by the way, the Heat win last night
4: did us no favors. But did you notice that on Saturday night, TNT covered the pregame stuff that you complained about not before Game 1 of the NBA Finals? So I did not see it because I was at my sister's get-together, ah. and Bob had control of the TV and went Yankees-Dodgers of to Of course start. he did. We didn't get that hockey game till midway through the second yeah, period. But they showed the crazy, like, on-ice Golden Knight guy fighting the other sword-bearing person, like, crazy, Damn. like ice show, and then they introduced the starting lineups, but I also think the NBA did it last night. Did they? They hinted at it. They definitely did, again, a little pregame intro and the national anthem, but I don't think they gave you starting lineups. So
5: you know what? Before we get to bacon, this was a topic last week. Last night, I made a point of saying, I don't need to be at that TV until 5 after Mm 8, 8, 10 after 8. I took the dogs for a a little night walk, got back, a little shower put the girls to bed, sat down like right as the game was tipping off because I have no reason to go to the game early anymore if
4: they're not going to show that stuff. Yeah, it felt like more, but still not the full experience. Gotcha. So they're thinking about it.
5: So it felt like more, but still not the full experience. It's kind of like Carlos the K doing Canadian bacon. How about that for a good segue? Was that passive-aggressive enough for him? All right. (laughs) We started Canadian bacon about two weeks in with Carlos having a trial run game, if you remember. Mm. He did well. He's done one bacon since. Did well. E.J. Stewart, I think this will be the last oink to be graded without Pete the Body at the pig slips, if if, if you will.
2: I won't. All right. Carlos, take it away. Well, if you're at hash hash a go-go and just ate chocolate chip pancakes, three turkey sausage links, egg whites, to stay healthy you just might be sean morash in vegas which is where game one of lord stanley's cup takes us the final seven game series to determine which fan base will reign supreme the ones who lost a mortgage payment at caesars or the ones who called big lou for term life insurance so without further ado let's do that hockey The fireworks started early with Eric Stahl as he hits a wraparound to give the Panthers the first goal of the night, but the Golden Knights would answer right back as Jonathan Marcheseau just gets above Bavrovsky's pad to even the score at one apiece. Very rarely, guys, do you get your moment of the night less than one minute into the second period of a tie game, but Vegas' Aiden Hill might have just made the best save we've seen in the playoffs.
1: Montour feeding right out in front. Oh, a great! stick save. How did he do it? Oh, my goodness. Hill out of position to his left. Reached back into the crease with his gold stick. Oh, they're still buzzing here. They can't believe it.
2: Call courtesy of Golden Knights Radio. Hill is sliding to the left. The net is completely alone like Pete in an AEW wrestling show. (laughs) And he reaches out with his stick to block Nick Cousins who could have given Florida the lead right there. Instead, later in a second, Shay, it ain't so. Shay Theodore breaks the tie to put Vegas ahead, two to one. But hold on, I say I do declare. Anthony Duclair ties the game right before intermission, and folks, we got a game going into the third period. It is tighter than Pat Boyle's pants at the Moonlight Bunny Ranch until <laughs> seven minutes into the third period. Your goal of the night.
1: Now, Barbashev into the slot, right for White Cloud. He
3: scores.
1: The Golden Knights
2: take the lead. 3-2 Vegas. 13 minutes to go in the third. Zach Whitecloud, take a puff of that. He uses the screen to his advantage and rips one under the glove to give Vegas the lead with approximately th- 13 minutes to go. And that will be your difference maker, as the only people who care about Mark Stone's insurance goal and Riley Smith's empty netter are the degenerate gamblers listening to Morass on BetQL on Sunday mornings. <laughs> The Golden Knights take game one with a final of five to two behind Hills, 33 saves. But after the game, head coach for the Golden Knights, Bruce Cassidy on the one epic save. That's an unreal save, right? It's a game changer because um, you know, we come down and get one at the other end. So uh, you need those saves, at uh, key moments. Uh, but that was a big save, right? The guys get excited to see that and for obvious reasons. Yeah, obviously. Three more wins and the Golden Knights get free laps dances for life at Larry Flint's Hustler Club. Game two tonight. 8 p.m. Eastern, and that is your Canadian
4: bacon. All right,
5: Carlos. let's, Let's not influence the judges here. Let's hear what EJ, the new king of the oinks, has to say. Okay, four and a quarter? That feels right. Yeah. There were a couple slips. That feels right. Okay, let's lower the music and talk about this. I feel so proud right now. Mm-hmm. This is not because about another person's
4: better at this than you are. No, no, <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs>
5: <Sorry>. <laughs> it's about the segment that I created three years ago. Okay? Trailblazer, <laughs> and everybody's getting it now, and that's a good thing. I don't care if people get better than me or not. Everybody's getting it. You really care that Boyle's better than you? No, I don't. Yeah, I care. Do. Okay. I, that I, bothers me
2: so much. Tell no, no. us <laughs> again,
5: totally I was does. doing no? it wrong, guys. No, I we're grading it wrong. I care about hypocrisies. <laughs> I want to say. At its core, its core, not necessarily full delivery, this might have been my favorite bacon that anybody has done this spring. Wow. At its core. Now, it wasn't perfect. You had a couple slip ups, and I'll tell you why. Because it wasn't boil. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, hear yeah. me out. Hear me out. Because I'm going back to my infancy of putting the other Canadian bacon. Yeah. Right off the bat, Carlos, you slowed down. Your first two, you were, blah, 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 blah. You slowed down. You paced yourself yep. and it made all the difference. But I'm a hockey guy. Bogues is a hockey guy. Pete the Body is silly an Islander guy, and D.A. is not really a hockey guy, all right? They would not have appreciated what I appreciated there, which was there was an awesome save that was a turning point in that game last night, a moment of the game. Pete would have thought that was unnecessary, possibly, or D.A. would not have understood the fabric of that. You played that highlight instead of just a goal, which was enormous. You had fun with the Pat Boyle stuff. You made fun of me. The White Cloud, take a puff of that, a spin-off of Mm -hmm. the DA show stuff. I just thought your telling of the game, your descriptions of some of the moments as well, you actually told a hockey story while not overdoing the jokes, but the jokes when they hit, they hit perfect and at a perfect pace. I loved it.
4: Carlos, you did that hockey. That's your thing. Let's do that hockey. And you did it. Uh, although I was nervous. I Fat journal reference, good to start. Big Lou reference, good to start. That was really good. But then it got a little... There was a space between your next joke. You didn't do a Marcia so Worcestershire joke. And I got a little nervous through the playing of the Aiden Hill save. But then you came out, and the turning point of the script is alone like Pete at an AEW show. <laughs> and from there... You were off to the races. Shading so is good. He already mentioned Boyle's pants. Take a puff of that instead of take a sip of that. Great stuff. Last thing for me, I do declare. Whose voice is that? What? does just who? What French, like French Louisiana accent is that? I have Raging no Cajun. idea. I was thinking of
2: Foghorn Leghorn okay. from Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. I asked because
4: there's that, and then there is also. On the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there was, like, a Cajun, like, alligator guy who also spoke like that. I, I was going to go teacher in the water, boy. And I was going to give you even more points if that was who your reference was. But either way, it was great. Four, two, five, four and a
3: half. Really well done. Yeah, I loved it. Greg? No, Colonel Sanders. You're wrong. Mama's right. I'm <laughs> a So... I am beyond proud of Carlos. The progress and the strides from his first attempt to this one is unbelievable. I like the story that Carlos was terrible, and now we're proud of him. No, it wasn't
2: that he was terrible.
5: Because you could tell there was something
2: there. There was genuine nerves in the
4: first
3: one. Yeah, you could tell. I think that this is a guy that on his next one, he will get a fiver. I think that the lapse in jokes, which was my only big complaint like you had— is because he was so focused on the timing of it, the pacing of it, making sure that he didn't flub any words. The writing was spectacular. Yeah, Yeah. You sprinkle in a few more jokes, you got a five, dude. Like, you really, you showed up this morning. I'm proud of you. And uh, now you're going to brag about it for the rest of the day. And tomorrow I will
5: make my return to the bacon suit for the first time in about two weeks. Rusty. Rusty.
4: Yeah. I don't know, man. Is my heart going to be into it? We'll so see. That's, see, this is the setup. This is the pre-complaint. When he gets to three and a half tomorrow, well, it's been two weeks. I've been filling in for DA, hard hat guy. Mm. I'm rusty. He's already setting the groundwork for tomorrow not to be good, but here comes the excuse. We'll will see. the body be back tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, and that's the other thing, that's too. That's the problem. That's yeah. the problem. I could give you a five tomorrow. He's giving
5: me
3: a two and a half because he wants to flex that he's back to gray in the orange. No, no, no. He's going to be more of a problem tomorrow than I will be. Do you think he's going to be harsher grading because he's had a few weeks off, or do you think he'll be a little bit easier and more lax Easier? Now? The guy's getting no sleep. He's got a newborn at home. Yeah, there's no he's telling. Gonna ta- he's
4: going to take it, it out on you. going to way
5: crankier Pete tomorrow. So I-, I can't wait to listen. Oh.
4: Yeah, it's 80-20 <laughs> that he hates everybody more than usual tomorrow. i never look forward to seeing a person least than I am Pete tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be here tomorrow. I won't believe DA's here until DA's on the mm. mic at 6 a.m., but we know Bilotti will be here tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll see. But either way, the boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. All
5: right,
3: what do you got? Well, Greg. I was going to Gregory. play my update, but now I have to find the right one because uh, I had to switch some things around with the newsroom computers not working.
0: Mm. So
3: i got to make sure I have the right one here. Yep, this is it. Okay. Uh, it's always good when the company puts new phones in that nobody uses anymore, but the computers are still outdated <laughs> And don't work. That's real, you know, it's good. Yeah, I can't good, print all three of Good them. prioritizing. Anyway, guys, an eight point lead going into the fourth quarter looked promising for the Nuggets and troubling for the Heat, who were staring down a potential 2 0 deficit in the NBA Finals. But Miami prevailed 111 108, handing Denver its first playoff loss at home and leaving head coach Mike Malone searching for answers. As I mentioned after game one, the fact that they got 16 wide open threes was concerning. They didn't make them. And
2: so we got lucky in game one. Tonight they made them. So it was definitely a breakdown in communication. It was definitely a breakdown in our game plan. And like I said, we just were not
1: nearly as disciplined as you need to be in the NBA Finals.
2: There
3: were some highlights in the background, I
5: think. Why are there highlights being played <laughs> in the know. background of Michael Malone?
1: Was he doing this
4: during the game? <laughs> Sideline interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trained
5: I don't know. Not Pete. I mean, and by the way, Pete, I just got an alert that Pete texted us. Ooh, the group. Let's oh. it. Yeah, <laughs> I think my phone buzzed too. Let's play good text, oh, bad text. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, shut the bleep up! Excuse me. <laughs> yep, he's but back, like, baby. He's listening to every hour of the show. They come to work. What are you doing? <laughs> I love well, it. Well, he's got he's juggling two kids yeah, right now, listening right. angrily. To Bench you. pressing Timmy. <laughs>
3: Malone didn't stop there, however. Cameras followed him into the locker room when he addressed the Nuggets. Stop whining.
2: (laughs) You kids are soft. You lack discipline. (laughs) But I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. (laughs) The Heat believed
3: all along. It's like kindergarten (laughs) coffee check.
4: (laughs) My mom says that... (laughs) my
3: mom says our dad's a real sex machine <laughs> The he believed all along knowing that it's a series as long as they could send it back to miami on wednesday night tied one one
2: i don't totally remember um I, I think we were like talking about uh you know some schematics uh, uh it was more about that this is this is complex um you know basically every other huddle we're talking about you know what it's going to require and all those extra efforts and uh, physical plays without fouling um, just making winning plays uh, but I think at that time we were talking about uh, some schematic
3: Eric Spolstra pulled the right strings once again and reminded his team that there's still a long way to go no way the two-time champ is going to be outmuscled by Malone
2: it's over nothing is over nothing you just don't turn it off it wasn't my war. You asked me, I didn't ask you.
3: And I did what I had to do to win, but somebody wouldn't let us win. In the next hour... Glad you found this script. <laughs> Jeez. In the next hour, we'll be playing sound from Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo both had 21 and flirted with double-doubles, while Gabe Vincent led the way with 23. Vincent and Max Struess, not Struss, like I said the first time. <laughs> Each connected <laughs> on four threes. His and first name of... is Mox. No, just... <laughs> M- yeah. Mocker. Uh, connected on four threes and one of the biggest disparities over the course of the 48 minutes. Miami 17 of 35 from three. Denver 11 for 28.
5: And that's what's happening. Thank you, Greg. That's so good of you, man. Good update, pal. All right, we'll go see you. We'll see you when we see you. All right, when we come back, enough of Dodger Stadium. Honestly, get lost. It's the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. Some space between.
4: Listen, you're not gonna. It's a big Dave Matthews week. Friday night show, maybe a Wednesday night show. You're not gonna ruin this by singing in my face right now.
2: DA on CBS Sports Radio.
5: The DA Show, CBS Sports Radio, Bogues and Moraz here. DA back tomorrow. Pete the Body angrily texting. He's back tomorrow. All hail king of the oinks. All right. This weekend, the Yankees played the Dodgers. And baseball, I think, did a good job, right? Fox Saturday night, ESPN Sunday night baseball. They really tried to make Yankees-Dodgers a thing all weekend. Of course, with the Stanley Cup and NBA Finals going on, so it's never going to be top priority. But Saturday night... Uh, there was what should have been a cool moment that I immediately thought was a stupid moment. Um, And it was big in the baseball world yesterday morning. Aaron Judge goes back to catch a fly ball in this tight game and quite literally runs through a fence at Dodger Stadium. It's a chain-linked gate towards the bullpen. He runs through, and everybody goes nuts. Spike Lee is there because he's the biggest fraud Yankee fan in the world. I'm sure he's got MLB TV out in LA watching all the games he takes. it He's got the Aaron Judge jersey on. And... It seems cool, except for when you think about it, how is it possible to run through a gate? Like, how could that even open when you run through it? Why are we not doing padded walls or anything? Because your perception when you're running, if you look towards the walls, you're going to see through the fence, and your body is not going to signal you to start slowing down the way it would be with a wall. Anyway, Aaron Judge hurts his toe. It may be broken. He Mm. has said now that he doesn't know what a broken toe feels like. They're going to find out when he gets back to New York. A little bit of a disaster. And the reason he did that, there was like a step up on the gate because it's a gate that he slammed into a concrete step because he's looking through the gate. Bogues, I have never been to Dodger Stadium. I understand DA went. People seem to love Dodger Stadium. Yes. The Green Monster, the Ivy at Wrigley, like there's some cool things. For as iconic as Dodger Stadium may be, there's no need for a chain link fence. I mean, honestly. Honestly. What are we doing?
4: Can so, we get with the times? Wait, so your your argument here is not the, like, lack of strength in the lock of the fence? Is that because it was chain link for the bullpen? Well, I think it's... He it, didn't know he was running into it? Yeah, I think that your perception, when you go back on a fly ball,
5: yes, you feel the warning track and everything. Right. Your quick eyes dart. You can see through it. You can't see through the padded wall, where I think that gives your brain a stop. The wall's here, the wall's here, the
4: wall's here. It plays tricks on you. Right, but it's only... Part of the wall, the fence, is chain link, and there's Dodger relievers sitting right there, too. It's, but, dude, when you're quick on the action, that could happen in a moment like that. I see, you're throwing me off here. I thought your complaint was, why are we having a, a gate there that can be run through by a guy that's 6'8", well, That shouldn't happen either. It should be strong enough that, that it could hold up. Yeah, I thought that's where we But I'm almost happy here. that
5: the gate had some give. But then also, yeah. I, I think the step is more of an issue. The fact that he could hurt his toe on his step. Yeah. That's a problem, but I think it plays tricks on you. I think having a see-through kind of area like that kills you.
4: Did he talk about that, or is this a Mraz oh, oh, this only is a This is a Mraz exclusive? Only fans. Oh. Um, so I can just ignore it then? Sure, I'm just giving you my opinion that I think that played a role. Because I, I don't think that's why he ran into the fence to begin with, whether the fence I think, broke or not. I think he doesn't realize that's part of the reason he ran yeah. into the fence. I think he just went and made a catch, and he thought the wall was going to stop him, and the wall didn't stop him. Yeah, but I think he would have let up a little bit if he knew the wall. I think that was last second. Like, oh, wait, this is the wall. Because to me, the dumber part of Dodger Stadium is those half walls like Fenway has yeah. in both corners where you could like, break a hip. Either way, it's
5: fly over that. Bottom line is, it's a dumb it thing out. to have in a stadium, and your gate should not open. You're right on that. Get yeah. it
4: out. I think the the integrity of the lock is the issue here, not the chain length partition or cutout in the in the wall. But you know better than me.
5: Either way, if the, if the Yankees lose Aaron Judge for a month because Dodger Stadium is a chain linked gate that's easy to open, <laughs> I'm tired. And by the way, it's just a hot dog. Just because there's alliteration called Dodger dog on it. Well Lord, it an overrated sucks now. place
4: in sports. They changed the actual dog, I think, before last season. People don't like him anymore. That's a problem, you know? Ask your boy Shackle if they're good or not. I will. He's had so such great calls. He really has. He's had such great calls. But John is okay, right? John wasn't on the I weather. he's coming back. That's what I was told. He probably wouldn't have been on that trip to begin with, the West Coast trip. Yeah. That seems uh, like one Dodgers? Mm, maybe he, true. to
5: Dodgers. Amazon John tweets, and I've definitely heard of Is that your face or did your neck throw up? That was a classic in middle school. Thank you, John. These guys don't understand it. No, Tim... it's, I just didn't hear it. It's fine. Timbo Slice tweets, and if there's a trophy, I'll be into it. I don't see the Raptors winning another championship for a while. I mean, come on. This is what, this... Don't get complacent. Skipper Tim says, can I give Greg Caserta a five oinker for the update? How about that? Five oinker on the update. And Timbo Slice also said, Carlos with a K, crushed Canadian bacon. Carlos with a Five. Mraz, how is everyone better than you? They're not. They're as good as me. And now you're going to appreciate it. When we come back, we check in in Denver with Brandon Cristal from KOA, CBS Sports Radio.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.